to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, music, and more. This week is a special episode because I'm joined by Viviana of Gutless. Her band is an incredible talent out of Gainesville and Orlando, Florida. I'm so grateful to have started listening to them well over a year ago, and I definitely recommend their music to any fans of Against Me and Warriors. Not only is this music musically and lyrically poignant, but it's also irresistibly dancey for me. V and I dug into a slew of important topics, from her early love of bomb the music industry to writing music now. We also talked about Gutless's hiatus, which stemmed from allegations of a band member being outed as an abuser. We discussed accountability, the challenges faced by the band and victims, and the steps V plans to take forward with the band. This episode does have a content warning for discussion of abuse, mental health, and other subjects, but you'll find in the show notes a time frame in which we discuss this, so you can fast forward through part of the interview. I highly encourage you to listen to both V and Gutless because of her passion, her love of music, and really those who follow her band, and it's just an outright wonderful disposition she has. These are the things you just won't want to miss. With that being said, let's hear some Gutless and get into the interview with V now. So close and yet so far My hand is out of hold Yours, my lips are stitched and shut I'm so sick of the garbage around me And I'm losing my shit Cause there's a storm, there's a storm Said at least by my direction My pull sleep up from the basket It's not like I had any plans Too busy drowning in my passion A thankless job that gets the best of me And I'm so fucking scared So fucking scared I'm coming of all anxiety And I just make all of you nervous Dirty looks, they look so tired So why would I put them through more?
Well, welcome, V. I am so excited to have you here on Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion talking about Gutless. This is so cool. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited because I've been following your music for like the past year. I feel like there's been so much growth and incredible voice that you've put into your music. So it's it's been so exciting and you know you're such a talented musician i i can just start gushing already because it's it's so easy to do but um yeah, me gushing <laughs> <laughs> thank you that really mean that really means the world to me <laughs> i'm so glad you know one of the things i'd love to unpack with musicians is like how you first got into music and started playing instruments and stuff can you kind of talk about that yeah um i feel like as long as i can remember um my older brother was like really drawn to music and started playing guitar. And I think I just sort of like followed, um, like I remember, and also I remember when I was like seven years old, that was when I discovered the Ramones, you know, and immediately those, those were like the first bands that I fell in love with, you know, your typical like old, (laughs) uh, seventies punk bands, the clash Ramones, uh, those were like, you know, like the first, the, that was the first time that I listened to music where I thought like, oh, wow, this is something that like I could do. This is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Punk uh, always feels that accessible in that sense. And when you hear the Ramones and get into it, start thinking about it musically, it's like, I f- you start to feel like you could be a part of that somehow. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's really like what drew me like into, into punk, like, as opposed to like all other kinds of music because I my mom like you know played the Beatles like a bunch in the house and I was also uh, exposed to a lot of Brazilian music bossa nova and I've always like enjoyed it I've always liked you know the sound of music and harmonies but I think that was like the first time where I felt like oh this is something that like I could like get into you know It's nice, especially whenever it feels accessible in that kind of sense and stuff. And I feel like that door has been widening more and more over the years, musically, socially, all of that. So it's kind of cool when you get that early into it. You mentioned a pretty young age to get into punk. So that's kind of awesome to me. (laughs) Yeah, I I really started playing guitar at like 10. Like uh, I had like just some, a few like lessons like uh, back home uh, in Fortaleza and but like I quit like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I quit like immediately. I was just like, ah, this hurts my hands. I'm not good at it. I'm not <laughs> good at it. I really started to get serious about it like around like 13 or 14. That's when I was like, I, I, I want to be able to like write songs and stuff. You know, I want to be able to like express myself um, through music. It's a beautiful way of expression. That's, I feel like music ties together the best of so many things that we love if you're like an artistic or creative person because it's like you have the writing side of it with the lyrics. You have the emotional side of it largely packed in with like the music itself and stuff. So that's kind of yeah. cool that you found that motivation at that age. Like, I think I want to be able to express myself this way. And that's how you chose to do it. That's so cool. Yeah, I definitely come from like one of those families where, you know, you don't want to like raise your voice too much. You always kind of like want to be polite or whatever. Sure. Quotes. People can't see the finger quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like really, I just kind of had a desire to like scream like in publicly and like act, act out and just, I don't know. <laughs> 
and yeah and just kind of like blow up you know (laughs) well punk's like the perfect space to do that is the thing like you can get all that emotion out and it's accepted it's painted as a great experience and you know everybody feeds off of that so that's definitely Mm -hmm. the the direction that i can i can easily see that going for sure um you mentioned obviously listening to the ramones like growing up as a kid but like what bands have inspired you kind of creatively and kind of kept you motivated as you were learning to play music um, well, a big one was, was Bond the Music Industry when I discovered them in high school. They were probably, like, my favorite band, and they really got me, like, thinking a lot more about, you know, DIY and how, like, like <laughs> pursuing, like, a record label is kind of bullshit when you can just do shit yourself, like, if if you really like got like the drive and like seek out like supportive people. Um, But also like they helped me think a lot about like composition and songwriting, like in a way that like no punk band had ever done before, you know, there's so much like keyboards and like extra instruments and like all this shit that like you typically don't see like, um, like in punk bands, like prior to that, uh, so yeah, like that really like helped me like figure out like the kind of like music I wanted to write. Also, uh, Laura Stevenson, uh, who I discovered around the same time through like her affiliation with Bomb. Um, yeah, those have been like huge, huge inspirations, and like I think that's what led me to like this, the current like wave of punk. Which, in my opinion, this is like the best that punk has ever been. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I feel like in the sense of like composition in um, energy in subject matter, punk is Mm -hmm. a lot more um, filled with vitality that I feel like maybe um, ebbs and flows throughout history, but it feels a little bit more consistent right now in Mm -hmm. that sense. Yeah, definitely. And it also, it's so much more inclusive, you know, like I, (laughs) in hindsight, I think like a lot of like old punk is, kind of bullshit (laughs) yeah because yeah because it's you know it's been pointed out like countless times through the history of the genre that it was like a total like boys club for like the longest time and you pretty Mm -hmm. much just like saw like white dudes like singing about like their feelings (laughs) like uh through the start of it and like you know there's nothing wrong with uh (laughs) with white dudes singing about their feelings but when they're the only voices you know like that kind of like creates like this perspective where like people think like, Oh, these are like the only voices that matter, mm-hmm. you know, when it's like, so not the case when there's like so many like experiences that like we're discovering now from like people who didn't have this platform. Yeah, know? definitely. I feel like even within the past 10 years, the that platform has opened up to allow more people to kind of stand on it in that sense. I'm seeing more people of color who are speaking up like downtown boys. I'm seeing. Oh yeah. That's one of my favorite bands. Me too. (laughs) Aren't they great? Yeah. Uh, It's so much fun. Yes. Like I I haven't been to one of their live shows yet since we're here in the South, but I, I I love them so much. Um, But I think about downtown boys and people who are like non-binary and stuff or non-gender conforming, like um, Lauren Denezio and um, like, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I lost my shit over AW coming out and stuff. And- Me too. I was so I was so stoked on that because like I was already like such like a huge 
fan of theirs. Yeah. Like, they were already, like, doing such a good job at, like, uh, representing, like, the queer community. Yeah. And, but, like, it was so great to, like, see, like, you know, like, such, like, a high-profile artist, like, you know, come out, like, as non-binary because that's a group that, like, definitely, like, needs more representation. Absolutely. I, that's all I could think the whole time. It's just, like, wow, that's another – and AW is definitely the type of musician that – crosses multiple genres there's the pop element there's obviously a huge following in punk and stuff and it's like well those are two crowds of people that are coming together and Mm -hmm. also getting the voice of a community that doesn't get enough attention like right there being lifted up so it's kind of a huge relief to kind of see those kind of voices get more attention and like you said I mean we're starting to kind of see (laughs) more people being able to access punk and stuff and and music in general and it's like that's such a breath of fresh air that I think we all needed and like people of color, people of different gender or sexual expressions and stuff. Mm. It's just, it's beautiful. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that even in Florida right now too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's like a burgeoning community right now that um, like one of my favorite memories I actually think about of seeing you play was when you played the LGBT youth benefit Mm-hmm. Um, in St. Pete. I love that show. Yeah. yeah, that was like actually probably my favorite show of the entire year. And I saw a lot of shows, but it, just, <laughs> it was such a beautiful space because I mean, Stove played, Gutless played, and I was just like, this just feels like the most like beautiful space I've been in in that sense because everybody felt, I think, both included and safe that you could right. express yourselves fully in that sense. Yeah. Definitely. I have definitely seen the shift. Um, you know, I'm 22 now and I've been playing uh, in local bands since I was 15, you know, and I feel like, hell, like even back in 2010, like mm-hmm. if you called someone out for like using like a homophobic slur, like you would like be made like a joke or whatever, like, or at least I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I'm speaking from my own experiences, but like I've definitely... I, I've it's definitely like become like more I guess like not acceptable more encouraged to uh to to be aware of like other people and to be aware of like creating like a space in which everyone can like contribute and like feel secure you know Absolutely. Because it's like, you're no longer feeling like you have to either hide your identity or you don't feel like you could stand up for somebody who is in a disenfranchised position. Now it's like, we can actually talk about these things and create spaces where people feel empowered instead of just, you know, I don't know, suffering in silence is what I feel like a lot of people had to do for a very long time where you would have to Mm quietly like look down and avoid like you know when people started making race jokes or something you're kind of like well I want to say something but I don't want to feel like you know this is gonna come back on me and it's the world is so much I I don't want to say it's better in the sense of like overall everything's fixed but I think we have spaces where those like conversations can start to grow and stuff it's cool and then Mm -hmm. That show just was so uplifting and that sense of being surrounded by that many incredible people in one space. And I, I think that picture I actually took of you is like one of my favorites I think I've ever shot over like oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> four years that I've been um, taking band photos and stuff. I'm like, that one's pretty great. And oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I love it because I feel like I got to capture a lot of like what you were feeling 
when you're like out there performing music and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel when you're playing like a live set can you kind of describe that uh yeah well actually that picture he took i believe that was the first time that i was playing the keyboard live oh really so- very nerve-wracking. <laughs> very, no way! It doesn't very, show as the thing. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, overall, I can describe shows as, like, before I play, I'm so shaky. I'm so anxious. I'm constantly just thinking, like, I just want to play my set already because <laughs> thinking about it is, like, fucking killing me right now. Sure. <laughs> but... Once I'm up there, you know, I feel like that, that's really, like, the only time, like, in, like, my entire, like, existence where I sort of, like, let go, you know, where I, like, project, like, so many, like, repressed emotions and just take off, like, so much weight from my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, it's weird. <laughs> it's... I feel like there's, like, so many emotions that are happening, like, at once, like, when I'm playing a set that it kind of, like, <laughs> becomes, like, such a mess that's, like, hard to decipher. Mm-hmm. But it definitely it definitely starts off with, like, a lot of anxiety. Um, if It's gotten easier over the years, and it's definitely easier with a band than rather than a solo set. Uh, but... Yeah, basically just a uh, an incredible rush of many contrasting emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I, can o- I can only imagine. I've never performed music in that sense to where, um, you know, y- you have so much to process. I feel like any time that I was playing anything as a kid, it was like, you know, you were surrounded by so many people that you could kind of hide. But mm-hmm. you instead, you have all those eyes on you, but... It's such, I feel like, an honor for somebody who's, like, in a crowd, if you really love the music, to know that the person who's performing in front of you, they're burying themselves. And, you know, there's the swathe of emotions that you're going through. Right. They're playing music and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like I always treat that as a very special experience and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's incredible to me. I agree. Like, it, because, I mean... <laughs> There's nothing, like, outside of that that really, like, even comes close, and, yeah. in my opinion, you know? And just, like, having, like, people there to, like, embrace all that chaos, like, that's just, like, the most reaffirming, like, empowering thing that, like, I've ever experienced, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, as I was saying, that time that I played the piano, that was my first time playing the piano live. Wow. Yeah. I did not get that impression whatsoever. It's the thing. Like, I, I, I kind of just assumed that this was, like, the thing. Like, it, this wasn't the first time. And uh, there was, like, maybe it's how you were performing or something. But I felt, like, the whole, like, confidence that kind of came from that. Like, just seeing the way that you were playing, their expressions and stuff. It just it felt very natural is what cool. I'm saying. <laughs> well, thank you. That means a lot. But... <laughs> I so uh, I took uh, I took a piano class like that summer like uh, just like in community college. Oh wow. it's, Yeah, it's the only class like I've ever taken, and I came in with like zero practice, zero knowledge, and uh, yeah, 
I wrote uh, I wrote the song "Growing Apart" like in that class, the the little piano riff, and I was like, "Oh, this this could be a song on the record." And, <laughs> and then I was like, "Shit, I need to get good enough to play this live." <laughs> <laughs> but I pretty much just played that one song for two months. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, I like that you you learned the skills so quickly to be able to apply it to a new AP and stuff, which. By the way, is incredible. I love some voids. Every song on there, I feel like has a really massive emotional impact to every song that's in it. Um, what you talked about writing some of um, some of growing apart and stuff, but uh, what was it like for you to kind of create this EP and putting it all together? That was that EP is by far like just the biggest like emotional release like I've ever had you know oh, really yeah it was three years in the work um, oh wow really because um, I started like writing uh the breaker the last track like about like three years ago mm-hmm. and that was I think I consider that song to be like a big like a, a big point a big milestone in like my song writing history. Cause that was the first time where I really felt like I was saying something, you know, like that I'm, I'm basically just like laying the cards on like struggling with depression and anxiety in that song. And before that I had never really written a song that was like so open and direct, you know? So that kind of set like, um, that kind of set the standard of like, you know, what kind of music I wanted to write, you know, like I really wanted to like have like this outlet where, uh, where I practice vulnerability, you know? Um, so that was really like my biggest goal, you know, just to say like all the things like that I am too scared to like say like in person in a conversation uh, whether it's like completely like direct or like shrouded in metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Like the, I feel like that, that intent of like honesty and rawness totally trans transformed the entire EP into something that was completely unforgettable because um, what I loved about listening to growing apart also was like, I feel like there was a lot of unpacking of like, identity and self and trying to kind of come to terms with that was that intentional yeah definitely I'm really happy that uh, I'm really happy that you think that because I I was worried that that was the time where I really should have been like more direct with my lyrics you know that song is totally like about like coming to accept like your own like trans identity and your own queer identity um Mm -hmm. and like just like how difficult it can be when you're climbing through mountains of internalized uh, transphobia and homophobia and when you're juggling like all these memories you have of a of your family being hostile towards queer people and yeah it's a (laughs) lot (laughs) it it is for sure so I remember thinking to myself like uh, I don't know if I'm like putting too many metaphors in the song. I don't know if I should be more direct. So I'm really happy that that message shined through. It did. Absolutely. And especially knowing you, 
um, I feel like it showed a lot of self in that sense too. It wasn't just the general concept of having to unpack your, your own like identity in general, but in the sense of like, I feel like I could find parts of you in it also. So it was both personal, but relatable in the sense of like other people can listen to this song and connect to, um, experiences that are similar and may feel similar. So, um, it felt like that one just like stood out to me and it was like just one of those quick punches like oh my god this song has so much going on in it that means so much and I just I loved hearing it I really did (laughs) thank you so much uh yeah I really hope that people could uh, take something like that because I it's it's just it's the fucking worst you know it's the fucking worst like realizing that the that you are trans and you don't really have like a space to explore that and to embrace that, you know, that's really like where that song came from was just like, I have like, I have like nowhere else to go to, but like, you know, my iPhone notes (laughs) that eventually become lyrics. (laughs) Well, it's, it's incredible to me how you are able to kind of take music and use that as your space to kind of explore this part of you, it seems like. And it was what kind of helped sort through all of that. I think about lyrics as like almost like the most intimate thing a person could show because it's like, it's it's like you're bearing parts of your diary to us and part of what mm-hmm. you're experiencing and feeling and stuff. So for a listener like me, it's, it's immediately like you just bared so much to me and you know, I feel like your metaphors are both beautiful, but they're also like, you know, they're deeply personal too. So I just, I can't thank you enough for writing a song like that just because it's just, (laughs) I just see the importance of it and how special that can be for, um, for you and anybody who's listening to that song. So it's it's Mm -hmm. awesome. And (laughs) I feel like a lot of your music just continues to do that though, because places and people really Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me too. Cause I, I feel like some parts of it talked about, you know, leaving and yeah. trying to process all of that and what what's behind you, what's in front of you, all of that. And I feel like any person can kind of approach that song and kind of think about, you know, that kind of struggle. I know people who have had even the ability to move across the country and stuff and like, you know, they're still struggling with the whole concept of what they what they left behind, good and bad and stuff. And right. uh, I'm the first to admit that that kind of stuff weighs on me. And that's, <laughs> you know, a reason why. Um, I personally haven't made that kind of journey yet, but I feel like that's the kind of thing that's motivating that sense to take any kind of journey because you're thinking about all that. So, um, <laughs> with that, with that being said, you know, like what were kind of your intentions with the song and like, you know, what messaging were you looking for musically and lyrically? I consider that song to be like my most stream of consciousness songs. Really? <laughs> yeah. Where I was just kind of like thinking like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different things and about uh, my various like relationships with like different family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to me, that song is hmm. to me. It's more like about just, I guess like finding like peace, uh, like, you know, like no matter like where it takes you, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I was I, I was thinking a lot like at the time like you know am I am I happier like where I am than where I was um and to this day I honestly don't even know if I have like much of an answer 
to that. So it was kind of just like an exploration of like all these different feelings, like related to related to family, related to to leaving behind, um, you know, your home, and related to just wanting to grow but still be there for the, the people who you grew up with. Sure. That makes total sense. I, I kind of appreciate the sentiment of, you know, not knowing what the answer is even now, because mm-hmm. I feel like those kind of questions, those, that kind of stream of thinking, it's like, you may be processing these things over a lifetime. Like right. these, these thoughts don't, there's no quick, clear resolution to that. And I think that kind of honesty and even perspective is like mature and refreshing. Cause it's kind of like, well, that that's kind of how the mind works. That's how life experiences work and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think that's why I latched onto that song. Cause it felt very real in that sense of like, you're always going to be processing these things. So. Yeah. And I think that's like a pressure that I also put on myself a lot is to, you know, write music that has like a, a straightforward message and that has like a conclusion and that has like a specific thing that you can take away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like, that. that's like something that like, I feel like I need to do like a lot and yeah, I'm just happy that that song is like the complete opposite of that. So <laughs> <laughs> something that I can walk away and like feel good about it. Um, the CP I w- is definitely like the proudest, like I've ever been of like anything you know, it's, I, I, I've like half jokingly like refer to it as like my life's work, <laughs> but I, yeah, it, I, it, it's done like a lot for me, like emotionally and mentally, like, and yeah, I'm really happy to like finally have it out. Um, well, here's where things get dark. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Lay it out for us. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, I don't even know like where to where to begin with this. Well, wherever you feel comfortable really. So, I don't know. Um I think it's been clear that we haven't been like very active like since putting it out. We've really only played like one full band show like since releasing it and basically to keep it short uh, a lot of shitty things happened like around like the same time that we released it uh, one morning i i just woke up uh, and i read these texts that were sent to me at 4 a.m. from a bandmate who told me that like they had attempted suicide and didn't know like who to turn to and like what they could do and I was so scared and shaken and like my heart immediately sunk um so you know I I, I was like running around a lot that day and I had classes. So like I texted them telling them that like, I would like to meet like as soon as possible and whatnot. And before that happened, um, I was receiving calls from people who told me that this bandmate had been, uh, extremely manipulative 
and abusive and even sexually coercive um, towards them. And that really, like, it, it, it fucked me up. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I was just so, so heartbroken and had no idea of like what I could do and like who I could talk to, you know, and the, the band, like obviously like had to like, you know, be put on like a break, which is, uh, <laughs> that's fine. You know, it's far, it's, it's far from being the most important thing, like in that moment, <sighs> But yeah, it really, it really broke me. It really broke me to learn that this person who had been so close to me for the last two years, who I've taken out like on the road and collaborated so much with and shared so much with, turned out to like not be the person who I believe they were. Yeah, that's a lot of pain to have to undergo as just a person in general, having relationships and collaborating so closely with somebody. So I'm so sorry for your pain and what the other bandmates must have been feeling too going through all of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a closeness I feel like that exists in making music, but there's also that awareness that, you know, this person has also hurt people and you have to address that and Mm -hmm. there are steps that have to be taken. And I don't feel like, very many bands are very open about the process and the kind of pain that they go through as well as trying to also be the people that address the victim and the people who have been receiving these experiences and who have undergone a different kind of pain also. Um, Mm -hmm. So the transparency here is very much appreciated. I'm sure people out there listening know that, you know, this, this is a difficult conversation for, uh, victims and it is for bands too. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot to go through and I, mm-hmm. I definitely respect you for the fact that you're this open to talking about what you and your band have been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's, it's been a long time coming, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's like, you know, like it's something that we dealt with, like, very privately because we didn't want to like put anybody in danger, you know, like we, we, we have since like uh, adapted our lineup and, you know, have like continued to, to try to keep like the project going. But yeah, it's something that just, it's, it's just so difficult to, to process and to like, move forward from um and you know as as disgusted as i was with this person's actions you know it's i was still like very very concerned about you know whether they would like take their own life or not um i i did like everything that like i could that you know, um, for that person, like upon finding that out, you know, like I, I recommended them, uh, therapy at the Alatra County crisis center. I, I found them a, a new temporary place to live to 
move them away from the people they were abusive uh, towards. And many, many times uh, try to express to them that they need to uh, move away from using substances and stuff because they clearly also had a substance abuse issue um, that many people in Gainesville, like, I don't know, uh, just enable, you know, I don't know if it's something they do so uh, knowingly or unknowingly, but that's also been like another really heartbreaking uh, attribute to the situation is that I feel like so many people just haven't really, so many people who kind of, who talk the talk of, uh, of fighting um, abuse and being proactive against situations like this. I've, I see them like enable like this behavior, you know, and I see them not really like holding uh, abusive people accountable if, you know, if it's someone who's close to them. And I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I used to like, maybe like naively believe that, you know, that this, this doesn't happen like in this community, but yeah, I've, I've clearly been proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there are people who make wrong choices and, you know, very toxic choices in any community. And I think sometimes uh, it's hard in punk because we we have such a tight community to see that these things can happen here, too. Um, But I I really appreciate the proactivity that you described that you took on behalf of victims, moving this person away from victims, trying to hear Mm -hmm. out their experiences and trying to make sure that they were in just as much had had the resources it sounds like too to have accessing safety and that's so important because you know as much as i'm sure you're coping with the fact that this person that was close to you committed these actions you're also trying to do what's best for the people who kind of suffered the consequences of it and that's 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 really important and you know providing resources like that is amazing and um super important that's for sure. Yeah, that was my first priority is to make sure that, you know, this person just is not present, like, in these spaces anymore, you know. Like, I, I, I was also dealing, like, with a ton of guilt, like, related to that, you know. Like, fuck, like, I took this person on tour, you know. Like, <laughs> and we played, like, a lot of, a lot of places that were considered like safe spaces by these communities that we're not really like a part of mm-hmm. so i i felt some guilt you know <laughs> dealing with that like wishing like i could have known better but yeah that was definitely like even even when like i my feelings were like mixed and i was sort of feeling like i was just floating not knowing what to do like i knew that like the the band couldn't be active with this person present yeah the band couldn't be active and i'm sure for you just as you were saying you know your guilt of the guilt you felt over bringing this person to somebody else's like safe spaces and stuff on the road and everything it's like you don't want to proliferate that in that sense it's like we have to step back and see what we can do to both be 
a strong and creative band, but at the same time, you don't want to, for even the split second, consider putting, you know, another bad situation out there in that sense of having this person in another space. And that Mm -hmm. kind of proactive awareness is so important. And I don't know that every band is that conscious. And that's, that's so strong and important for you to do. And I I respect Mm -hmm. that so much. Yeah. Uh, I, I would hope that bands uh, take actions like this too. But yeah, it's been, it's been kind of like a dark period, you know, there, there are days where like, I even like struggle to get excited about making music, which is just so, so sad. <laughs> um, and this recently happened with like another project that I was playing with too, uh, I was playing in a, a hardcore band called Make for Races Afraid Again. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the singer of that band oh, had also committed sexual assault. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So it's been like such a fucking shit storm in, <laughs> you know, like, I hate to be bitter, but it's gotten to the point where like, I don't even really know who I can trust like in the Gainesville scene anymore. And I hate saying that because I know there's tons of like great promoters and bands that are doing so many good things uh, to keep shows diverse and to keep shows safe from abusive people. But it's like every time that this has happened, um, close to me it's always like you know the person you least expect you know it's always like the uh seemingly progressive minded individuals who speak out against abuse who speak out against uh racism and any form of bigotry it's always them it's always yeah so it just it makes it really difficult to you know, just go to shows like these, not even like set, not even set up a show. Like I've, but like just going to a show, you know, like I don't really know like who's there like anymore, you know, before I kind of just like expected everyone to like be like, to be like-minded and never like commit like awful, like acts of abuse like that. But you know, now, now I'm just completely like, like even more anxious, like in these public spaces than like I've ever been. Well, sure. You, there was a trust there that you had with your bandmates, with the community that was present and stuff. And that's been violated um, by these abusers at this point. There's no other way to put it. Um, And I think it's terrible that you have to care that you carry this right now, this anxiety about, experiencing things that are supposed to feel safe and good and you know your creativity it sounds like you have to find a way to sort through to where you feel happy playing music again and creating and not anxious anymore and there's a lot to unpack there I'm sure that you're feeling so Mm -hmm. um I just I wish absolutely in my heart that, you know, things get better in the sense of where you feel safe and good at these shows and that these victims feel safe and good at these shows. Cause it's supposed to be the place that you feel strong and unafraid and um, right. at your mm-hmm. most confident and stuff. So mm-hmm. this, 
Yeah, which is totally like what drew me like to you know like the current wave of punk like in the first place is like this idea that like we can empower like everybody you know if we just like work with each other and if we're just aware of like everyone's like experiences like as much as like we possibly can yeah well i firmly believe that knowing your band and the music that you've written so far and the kind of way that you process things i i I firmly believe that your band is going to be one that can help bring that awareness that consciousness and that creativity back into your local scene in that sense of like you know you want to have the most um safe and creative space that you possibly can and i think the fact that you've already extinguished those who are in many ways attempting to prevent that you're already ending that within your own space and there's nothing but respect in that sense of you know you're you're owning the fact that this stuff has happened and you are doing what you can in your power and your creativity to prevent that from happening. So, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I can get out of it that gives me hope is there are people like you who are very aware and want to help, you know, make amends and make spaces back to where they should be. (laughs) That means a lot. (laughs) Um, I just, you know, I just hope that, I just hope that we can get to a place where uh, where everybody kind of prioritizes the the safety of all like over over you know like their personal like relationships you know because as as much as like as heartbreaking as it can be to to lose like someone who you're so close to for so long, it's just so much more important if, you know, if you have like a public voice to, to elevate those who are most vulnerable and to stick by them and to work together. I I don't think I could have said it better. I'm just grateful that you're working to be that voice. You're trying to, be the kind of people that, you know, these, anybody can turn to and feel strong and empowered by and feel mm-hmm. like they can, you know, exist in a space with you and feel that way. Cause I think that's like one of the better parts of, I think the modern punk movement is more of us are trying to create that. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like you're stepping into the ability to get that on a louder and louder platform too. You're playing fest this year, which yeah. <laughs> is awesome <laughs> which- by the way. It blows my mind because I didn't even think that we would be a band. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so excited. It's um, incredible. I'm, I'm first of all very proud. <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. It's so cool. <laughs> I get that like proud mom vibe whenever like my friends and bands get booked on fest. I'm like, yes, well, you know where I'll be at that time because my friends are out there and especially when they have such important messaging the way that you do and stuff. It's like, fuck yeah, we got to celebrate these people. And <laughs> it's, it's incredible to me. What was your reaction when you found out that you, you get to play fest? <laughs> well, it was kind of like, well, I, I contacted them like prior to all of these awful events that I just talked about and, yeah. Yeah, and got a confirmation like after them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oof, okay, this is, this is a big deal. Like, you know, like if this is like, 
if this is the last thing that this band does, then like, that's like how I want to go out. So like, we need to like do like everything possible to make this happen. And, um, basically it, it happened like less than a week. Like after, uh, I was talking to my friend Max about, uh, start, about playing guitar in gutless and filling that role, uh, so <laughs> it was actually pretty funny because I messaged him like, Hey Max, you still want to be in this band? Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to play fest. So <laughs> I mean, that would be yeah. the ultimate, like, yes, I'll play. Fe- you're inviting me to play fest. Yes. Uh, if you're, I mean, to begin with, to play with gutless, I mean, hell I would learn how to play guitar just to play with y'all. First of all, <laughs> but then when you offer something up like fest, it'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I hope that was like the reaction that your friend got. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And he was super stoked. Max is an incredible musician. He plays drums in Consent also, who are also playing Fest this year. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, I love Consent. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that was another big surprise too. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it's going to be like the old days. <laughs> Aw, I love it. I love my, it so much. My, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm very excited about Fest, and I'm very excited about um, our new lineup, too. I love making music with Max. He's, like, one of the first people that, like, I felt, like, really comfortable just, like, writing music with. Because the way I write write music, I usually do it, like, like, you know, alone and isolated. And I sort of just, like, bring, like... uh, all the chords and lyrics to like the band and we kind of come up with the arrangements like that. But, um, I've been writing, um, some songs with Max for the past uh, month and like we come up with guitar parts and chord progressions and all of these things like together. And it, it's something that I've always wanted to have with someone, but like I never like had that comfort and it's so nice and also, my partner Valerie is gonna be playing keyboard uh, in Godless. Oh, well, actually, awesome. she played. She, she, she uh, her and Max have played one show already. Uh, you were at that show. It was at the Benz with Extra oh, Tiny shit. and Awkward. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, that gosh. was the date. <laughs> that was the debut of the new lineup, and I'm I'm so stoked on them. I feel like we sound like so much fuller mm-hmm. now. <laughs> It's so special. Absolutely. I love the, I love the full sound that you described. I love the intention. I love that you found somebody that you're that connected with musically. It sounds like, you know, you'll, you're going to be in this mode of writing more music and creating. And (laughs) I feel like a lot of bands, once they've played that really great live set, you kind of walk away and you're like, well, what are we going to do next? Kind of excitement. Like, (laughs) let's, let's see what we can do with this. Cause that that felt really good. Yeah, and that's kind of, and that's how we felt like after that show uh, in St. Pete. That really kicked like a lot of life like back into us, you know, because before that it, we've it was just like months of depression and you know not knowing what to do with the project and just wondering if there's even like a chance that like it could continue to like exist. So that was a really reaffirming experience and yeah it made me like excited about like making music again you know 
for the most part, I mean, there's still days where like I'm, <laughs> I soak a bunch, you know, and I'm still like working through a lot of things, but just the fact that like Max and I like can like write music together now for this project, like that's already like, <laughs> you know, like a big improvement uh, for me, you know, like I feel like we're actually getting to rebuild. Yeah. Rebuild and kind of recharge and reset in that sense. Cause it's like you have another yeah. person who's contributing a lot to both your creativity, the band's overall creativity and stuff. So, well, I'm hopeful mm. for new songs at some point too, knowing that this is what <laughs> you're kind of putting out there and what you, what everybody in the band is working on. So that's so exciting to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, with that being said, you know, what's kind of next? What are you kind of hoping to be able to do? Um, well, before I, before I say that, I also want to give a shout out to Tim and Andrew. I haven't mentioned them at all in, in this yet. Oh, yeah, and, and, please and, do. They, yeah, they, they have also been like really, really wonderful through all of these awful, difficult experiences. So I'm really happy that they're still on board and still passionate about the project. But so right now, um, I'm sort of like just working on writing, really. I'm trying to write more songs. I'm trying to be more proactive with that. And my goal for, you know, our next release, whenever that happens, is to uh, be more direct uh, about the things that I wasn't really uh, with the last one. You know, I want to talk a lot more about... Uh, about being trans and what that means to me. I want to explore like, uh, you know, uh, past like interactions with people who like, I should have like seen as red flags, but kind of dismissed, you know, I want to tackle like these more difficult like experiences, uh, through like a clearer lens. Mm -hmm. Um, and Right now, uh, we we had plans uh, for for touring this summer that you know fell apart with everything else. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're hoping that you know next summer we can do like something lengthier and more expansive uh, to sort of like make up for all of the time that we had to take off to you know sort of reprogram <laughs> yeah well sometimes bands have to do that for a slew of different reasons to kind of step back and reprocess get reorganized and see what you can do to boost your creativity and you know take care of yourselves as priority that's so important so yeah. um you know i think if anything if you're planning for a for a tour next summer the fest is a great way to start getting people hyped on it and stuff and like <laughs> get excited about you and yeah. see what's happening next and stuff and um I always look forward and I look for your name in local lineups whenever they book shows and stuff is um, you're in Gainesville. I'm in St. Pete, but sometimes you come over my way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, if I'm lucky, sometimes I'll be able to sneak over to Gainesville for a show and stuff. So uh, <laughs> I definitely keep my eye out. I'm like, Oh, are they playing this one? I have to be there kind of thing. So that's so um, awesome and really absolutely. flattering. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope it hasn't been too disappointing that <laughs> we've pretty much just played one show since uh, <laughs> the CP release. No, that's okay. You know what? It's like, it's a little bit of a tease. It's like, you know what? They're coming soon. They'll be here. And when it is, it's that much more satisfying. Sometimes it's like, 
I've talked to other bands uh, just casually and it's been like, well, do we want to play all the time in our local market? Do we want to play like once a month? Like how do we balance all that too? You know, determining how many shows you play and stuff. And sometimes I like anticipating for a show announcement kind of thing. Like, make me wait a month or two or, and you know, then it's like, Oh yeah, I get to experience that now. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> yay, they're coming kind of feeling versus like sometimes yeah. you have your bands that play like once a week and I'm like, Oh, well I can miss a show. I've seen them like five times or whatever. So. Right. I definitely relate. I think it's, I think it's important to, you know, space things out. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's so much more exciting, you know, like when, when a band kind of puts it out there that they will be doing a thing in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just really hope that like we can be more active going forward because it's literally like my favorite thing in the world is playing shows like with a band, you know, I've, I, I have that. been playing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing like quite a few solo sets lately and it's fun and I enjoy it, but it's in my opinion, uh, not as fulfilling for me personally, you know, um, I feel like my bandmates just add so much, so much to the music that honestly, sometimes like a solo set just doesn't even like do justice to like a lot of these songs. (laughs) They add add things to the music that, you know, um, you can't do on your own. Unfortunately, you can't really... Oh, I guess you could if you were the, like, one-person band kind of thing with, like, the oh, drums yeah. <laughs> set up or whatever at your feet. But it's I feel like it's so much more special when you have all these other voices and persons contributing to what it is that you're creating. So it's For sure. special. I love it. And yeah. I love the full band sets, too. And the energy is unlike anything. So I definitely am looking forward to the next one that you announce and stuff. Um, <laughs> so for, like, a more fun question and – uh is of course you know if you could play with any musician who would you want to play with what are your kind of your goals as far as like if you could set the bar high and be like i want to one day play with like uh like somebody really cool who would it be shit there's so many (laughs) (laughs) uh well (laughs) this is kind of a brag but i'm very proud to say that like i've I've already played with Bomb the Music Industry back in high school, and that nice. was <laughs> that's that so was, cool. <laughs> and like to this day, they're still like my favorite band in the world. <laughs> so, so yeah, cool. that that one's crossed out. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to play with uh, I would love to play with Jeff's new band uh, though uh, with his solo project because that music is also like incredible. Worry was probably like one of my favorite albums of last year. The, yeah. It was so just well produced, beautiful and coherent so yeah jeff i would love to i would love to do stuff with uh with warriors aw um, both we brought up yeah we're both Um, huge fans (laughs) yeah god honestly it's it's funny because I don't know if fest counts, does it? I mean, <laughs> can I say, kind of, can I yeah. say that we're playing? Can I say that we're playing with against me because that's a big <laughs> one for sure. <laughs> I mean, you were technically like you're on the lineup, you're on the poster. That counts. Like everybody's in the same like you know list. Cool, I'd say I'm it gonna counts. Throw, I'm going to throw some shade real quick. We're actually not in the poster. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, it's okay. I don't care. But. <laughs> but 
right, but yeah, so there's so many bands like that are playing fest this year that are yeah. doing bands. So hey, <laughs> gonna cross a bunch off the list. Honestly, if I were to go like really, really big, Bruce Springsteen and Cher. Wow. <laughs> yes, that would be incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> Springsteen, I feel like, is a very special bucket list item for so many people just to see and experience and play with and all that. Such an influence on musicians and stuff, too. So absolutely, oh, yeah. I could see that. And, you know, share is share. Enough said. <laughs> right. <laughs> like for that for one. Sure. Like, oh, my God. What, just an incredible <laughs> human altogether. The, the talent is endless. So I can... Right. Yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see that. Well, you know, I always tell musicians when they tell me this, this is like my favorite part is like, you know, it's like I'm sending all the vibes in the universe for you to be able to accomplish these kind of dreams, you know, play with all these yeah. bands that influence and inspire you. And, you know, shit happens. You never know. I mean, I've seen like tiny two pieces end up going on tour with like Green Day and like, you know, against me and all these other stuff. And it's just like, I don't feel like there's a limit anymore when it comes to this stuff. It's just it'll happen someday is <laughs> my mentality. It's like at some yeah, point. <laughs> you, you, you heard it here, folks. It will happen one day. <laughs> For sure. We'll, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be headlining with the boss and Cher <laughs> coming to an arena near you. Oh, also Chance the Rapper. I want to throw it out there. I'm in love with Chance the Rapper right now. That would God. be awesome. Well, Chance is pretty DIY. I could see it. Like, that oh, yeah. mentality. Chance is, like, full-on DIY, like, in my book, you know? Yeah. Like, like he, he put, he's done, like, everything that, like, we've always been led to believe that you can't do without a record label. And that's just yeah. so amazing. I love to see that he's, like, on top of the world right now and still, like, making incredible music. Yeah, he's, like, a freaking, like, award winner and shit. Like, you yeah. can't really, like, he's done everything on his own to get to that point, and that's unbelievable. And, you know, it doesn't matter what genre of music that you say you gravitate to or what community you come from. That mm. is mad respect for somebody who's doing that and yeah. is capable, and, you know, it's amazing to me. So, hell, that would be a fun show, Chance the Rapper and Gutless. <laughs> that, that would be, like, a dream from true for sure. Oh my gosh! I'd be oh. so happy. I'd be oh. so I'd be so shaky and just <laughs> unintelligible the whole time. Oh my gosh! I, I, I just that experience in my mind just sounds amazing. So, <laughs> well, V, I loved talking to you about everything. I'm sure everybody's listening is going to want to talk to you also. Where can everybody keep up with you and Gutless? Uh, well. You can check out all of our music at gutlessmusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, let's see. You can go, you can find our Facebook at gutless316, which I believe is also our Twitter handle. I'm nice. sorry. I'm sorry about all the inconsistencies. <laughs> <laughs> our, our Instagram is gutlessband. So yeah, it's pretty inconsistent, but if you go, if you just go to gutlessmusic.bandcamp.com, that's, that's good enough for me. That's the one that matters. <laughs> I think like, yeah, you can pretty much find everything from there. So if, at the very least, go get, go get that EP. Cause it's amazing. Everybody has got to listen to it, download it, learn the words, scream and sing them back to V at fest. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, this was so much fun. <laughs> I'm so glad you think so. Everybody go check out gutless. A crushing shame began to sear Started sweeping up the 
ashes of forgotten, wasted years. It's so appalling, but some voice just cannot be filled at all. Throw me another curveball. Made a promise to myself to bite my tongue through. gutless. I can't emphasize enough how special it is to talk to V to share her views on safety in the scene and creating incredible music. If you want to keep up with her, check out Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. In the meantime, I'll be counting down until the next gutless show. Until next time, stay safe out there. Times are still scary, but it's your friendships that keep this little podcast and me going. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook to share your new tunes. Rate the podcast, give me a little review, or even virtual high fives are nice sometimes. Um, Until then, bye for now, and stay angry. Always getting by. We're born to get stars and constant dependency of their success. Of friends, friends I hardly talk to. Dismissing ambition, having a
Which is such a poor cliche But there's so many memories I'd like to browse through In hopes that I find something That our parents threw away the night you were 